The land of Haith is beautiful and bountiful. From the views of the swirling ocean atop the pristine peak, to a lucky glimpse of the fourth moon in a pasture of bumbles, admiration can be found. There is a story on the lips of every small god that spans the land, and a journey in every form of nature. Villages of animal folk scatter the Haithland, connected by roads, seaways, and the occasional hot air balloon passage. Most folk are content staying within the comfort of their community, but to some, a journey is bound to call. Mina Leftfoot is a young moth tender, a rabbit with bright eyes and big ideas. Her journey from tower to tower, tending to the moths and delivering letters, will give Mina the chance to see the world and meet all the wonderful folk that make up the hate. Today, we'll hear about one journey in particular. I wonder what is in store. I am going to start rambling a little bit as I talk about maybe how we jump back into the session. And hello, we are back before we start our adventure. There are some things that I want to cover first. Namely, the journeying tools. These are the kind of baked-in safety tools of the system and player safety is important to me and you know ha having tools to help us navigate the conversation is the most important thing in games for me so i like to forward these at the beginning of the actual play there's about a paragraph for them so i'm just going to read off the taglines and give a short description but these are tools that if we need to at any point whether we're at a loss or just need to like reach for them for help in in the game, we can always grab these statements and help the conversation flow. The first of which is, let's do this instead. If we come to a part where we kind of don't like what's happening or, or want to do something else, we can always interject and say, hey, let's do this instead. I don't want to go that way. Yeah. Um, if we don't have a idea of what to do next, but we know we don't want to go somewhere, we can ask, do we want to? It's always polite to ask your companions before traveling into uncharted territory. Uh, in the same line of stuff, you can ask where to next. You might be at a standstill or just don't have a suggestion at the moment. So you can always jump in and be like, hey, what do we want to do next? Do we want to sit in this conversation a little more in this place or just jump somewhere else? Yeah. If you are bringing up an idea, you can always ask, what do you think? And see what people's thoughts are on that idea. You can always say, hold on, whether you need a break or, or just to like decompress or, or converse about what's happening in a scene. You can always pause the journey. You can mm -hmm. always say no. Um, 
simple as that. If something's going on that you just want to stop, you just say no. And you can always walk away. Uh, as I always say, it sounds a little weird for a podcasting format, but if you need to go, you need to go. I won't be offended. I know that sometimes you just gotta get, you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. But those are the journeying tools. Um, aside from those, is there anything else you would like to touch on, talk about with those, or add to our kind of baselines and veils that are within the system? Uh, no, I think I'm pretty good. I think that's great. All right. And of course, if anything does come up as we play, we can lean on and rely on those journeying tools to help us navigate that and make sure that we are having fun and creating in the way that we want to. Okay, so now there are uh, a few quick questions before we embark and start off exploring the land. The first one, uh, my favorite, I think, so far as, as these sessions have gone, is what season is it? Um, we can go strictly by the seasons in the book if you want, or if you want to reach for a seasonal feel that you enjoy, um, we can go for that. We can also turn traditional seasons on their head. We've had games with reverse autumns, uh, snow that has flecks of minerals in it to make it cool colors, uh, leaves that burn up in blue smoke, and... <laughs> grasses that grow really tall i like the idea of a <clears throat> i love the energy of like the cool summer nights mm, um, okay and i like that it's maybe a uh maybe i don't know maybe this woods has assorted lamps and things put on different trees with different colored candles as markings from by russell about like which path he's on you know mm -hmm. so that way he always he has like a working map in his head but it's in his head so to the outsider this woods those extra lights and extra little details end up making those forests seem even stranger yeah i like that like they, they all of it makes sense to russell specifically because russell's the only one it had to make sense to Ooh, okay. I, I'm having this image in my head now as we talk about... The next question is what sort of place did we just travel from? And and since we were talking about how maybe we are exiting the forest to explore what comes next, I like this, this view of this cool nighttime air. Maybe like a small breeze, a little bit of a stale wind maybe brushing by. And just behind us is this dark forest with all these small little lights in it. Yeah, that sounds awesome. There's probably some... Uh, a little bit of trepidation out of leaving from Russell, but, you know. Yeah. Uh, and uh, canonically, there are four moons in this land. Um, Interesting. So I, I think one of them is like on the horizon in the distance. Mm, you can just okay. see that. Yeah. Oh, let's hold on a second. I gotta let cat out of my room. Okay. 
as I bump everything, she was asleep under my bed and then realized the door was closed. Uh, yes, yes, so this this view, uh, like this this cool summer night, these lights behind us in the darkness, and off on the horizon, there's a moon just kind of like cresting over. Is there any other any other feeling you'd like to bring to that what place did we just travel from? Uh, I like the idea that the the way out was very naturally formed, but there wasn't like a tradition like the trees bent a little bit just to allow you that it could work as a path. Ooh. Maybe that's the forest telling Russell it's time to look other places for the moment. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, okay. it, it's strange to the outsider, but to Russell, it makes all the sense in the world. And, and yeah. Okay. Uh, so, do we feel our journey has been long? Uh, I'd say it could feel long for, for, uh, for you because it's been very, you know, you're kind of sleepy. But I think for Russell, it's been very like, oh, you know, normal. Mm -hmm. Just part of the job. Yeah. Russell is someone who likes things being normal, is what I realize. <laughs> and nothing is weird about this. It's fine. Perhaps we'll have an abnormal day then. <laughs> to yep. see. Test because... him against the... Yeah. The next question is... The, is... Is... Oh gosh, let me see. The next question is, is there somewhere that we hope to go? Uh, I'm just trying to get uh, you to a town, basically. Okay. okay. And then and I guess in the back of our mind, we can still um, keep that idea that perhaps we're trying to look where, for where your Firefly friend came from. Yeah. Or maybe that's just where we stumble into. Maybe. We'll see. And then the last question, which we can answer in our heads if we wish, or out loud, uh, is will I someday find a home? Oh. Huh. Okay. I will think about that. I think Mina just wants to find sleep at this moment. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's not that deep right now. But yeah, we can hold on to that. And we can now begin our journey. Um, we can we can take this in any kind of way that we want. If we want to initially start out where we currently are in this exit to the forest, we can. Or if you'd like to maybe fast forward a little bit to a different time period, we can. We could start at the exit. I think that's a good space. Um, but the general arc of it, I think, will be as we kind of create these natures that we explore. Um, each place we go to, technically, air quotes, has three natures that give the place moves to do and, and life to the world. And... As we build those, we can kind of explore the world around us. Mm -hmm. uh, so I will ask then, 
as we are exiting this forest, do you want to start off by assigning a nature to whatever comes next, whatever is outside of this forest? Or do you want to start with a dialogue between our two characters? We could start with a bit of a setup and then go into dialogue, maybe. Okay. Um, for reference, uh, the natures are on page... A list of all of them in the full Wander Home text are on page 137. Um, which, confusingly enough, is on page 147 of the PDF document. Hmm. 137 in the book. Just because PDF likes to count those extra pages that have Roman numeral numbers. Yep, okay. Um, and and what, if you take a look at those, do you feel any of those reaching out to you, kind of speaking to what you feel like we see as we exit this forest? We're leaving the wilderness, so um, let me look at this. I like, I kind of like a more. Ooh, okay. A quiet place where sharp winds whistle through a stretched out landscape. That can be interesting. Just Do going want... from the big lushness of the forest that Russell's used to to vast nothing. Yeah. That might actually set them off more than more dense foliage would. So that's interesting. Would you like to build that up for, for kind of bringing out what what it feels like when exiting this forest? Uh, I'm gonna use what's in the book to start. Um, yeah. <clears throat> the aesthetic elements I like are, I like the thin mist. That's Ooh. cool. And I like. Uh, Hmm. I like the shiver. Uh, the shiver down the back. And the folklore of this place could be the, the, the devil dog and its prey. That's interesting. And okay. so there's like a bit of a dangerous myth to this place. <clears throat> and maybe it's something where it's like the forest. Maybe the forest acts a lot as like the last like this is your chance to turn back before you enter this kind of scary spot, you know? Yeah. And maybe Russell has never been there too, just out of his own trepidations. But to get Mina to a place that's safe, they have to brave this spot. Okay. I like so, that. So even though there's the sense of like, oh, you know, I'm just doing my job, maybe that's a bit of a front that they're putting on to hide how genuinely this is something very new for them. Mm-hmm. Okay, I like that. And, and um, just running off of the few things that this place can always do, um, this place can always describe what makes someone feel lonely, hint at something eerie, and ask what weighs on your mind, and give them a token if they give a satisfying answer. Hmm. I think I would like to uh, portray that hint at something eerie as, okay. as sort of a way to solidify this folklore a little bit. Um, yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure the origin of it or, or how we come to know it. Maybe it's something that is that, that uh, Russell has heard in the forest. But I think as we step out, you know, we have that view, the, 
the moon on the the horizon, the lights behind us, but in front of us are are these this thin mist and then almost kind of rippling across like the grass. We see like a wind come and the grass ripples towards us and we just hear like a very low howl. It's not it's not like loud like you think like a howl like a dog howling at the moon would be. It's very right. quiet, but it hits us and we feel that shiver down our back. And yeah. uh, Mina just looks at Russell and, and says, Oh, um, <laughs> looks like we might not be alone in this place. Do, do you know what that was? Uh, I was... I've heard stories, but I'm not too sure I want to regale you with them just yet, in case I'm wrong. Do we... is this the... is this the place that we... we need to go? It... um... (laughs) feels a little... a little shaky right now, but... I trust your guidance. We'll get there. I... I... I think this is the quickest way to get where you need to go. We'll just have to get through this first. And it shouldn't be too bad. Oh, okay. Um, and do we start walking? I think so. Okay. Um, I will pose a question to you then. Um, as a way to frame this scene. Do, do you think as we are walking that Russell is attempting any small talk at all? Uh, I think maybe I think maybe Russell is telling them maybe more things about maybe they're asking them questions because they know that that'll keep them up. Okay. Like when if they're the ones who if they're the one who's doing the talking and the one who's doing the like active thinking about what to say next in the conversation. Mm-hmm. So Russell's part is probably very small in the conversation. It's probably a lot of like, so what then? And you know what I mean? Yeah. Like a lot of leading questions. Uh, <clears throat> they probably employ a trick I like, which is they'll repeat something from their last answer. Uh, <laughs> And then be and then build on that. So like if so, they were like, "Oh, I met this person," and then this this it's like, "Oh, so you met this person? What were they like?" You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like okay. pull a bit and keep asking more because that's a way in their mind. It's like it's keeping them awake to be in the active part. You know? Yeah. So maybe we see um, is is Russell kind of like leading or I think or so. follow? Okay. So Russell's kind of leading and maybe. Mina is just like slowly walking behind, holding up a hand to the firefly a little bit, and just saying, "Oh, I like, mm, I like your friend there. They remind me of someone I, I met once." Um, <sighs> tell me about them. It's interesting uh, that my friend made you think of someone. Well, they. I met. Um, uh, uh, I read another firefly, actually. Um, mm-hmm. It was a while ago. I, I guess I... Um, 
I haven't heard from them in a while, but... The Firefly was name was Sparkle. Interesting. And, and, and they were traveling with someone, too. Um, a little bush baby named Lila. Huh. Uh, what were they like? They were nice. They, they, we traveled through a swamp. Oh, um, I guess the swamp wasn't too much fun for me. And we probably see her, like, pull out a weird stick and some mud from her bag that has still been in there from that time. (laughs) And, like, throw it down on the ground. But it was nice. I could tell you more about it if you want. Of course, I, I'm I'm all ears. And I think that um, uh, Nina. is going to slowly walk along and and as she tries to start um, saying the story or retelling the story she finds a nice um, <laughs> like patch of grass that looks really comfy <laughs> <laughs> and and walks up to it and, and just kind of like slows down and goes oh this looks nice I I might take a little nap. Do you wanna you wanna lie down and get some rest? And she starts to like <laughs> slowly lay down and, and use her messenger bag as a pillow, fluffing up the grass. Oh, oh sorry. No worries. Uh, yeah, they're just like, oh, you see them, like, visibly about the idea of stopping, you know? Uh, but they kind of like, do you think you need to? It's okay if you do. I don't know, I've been traveling for a while, and... It might be nice to rest my eyes. Yes, indeed. Uh, This is not necessarily the best place to lose your wits, but... I... You know what? If If you'd like a quick nap, I can keep watch, and then we'll make sure you get a longer rest when you get to town. That might be nice. Um, <laughs> that makes sense. I would like to ask, I guess, two possible questions. If if maybe they'd lead into one. But if this is something you want to view, we can have you describe what goes on as you watch while Mina takes a quick nap. Or I'd like to ask if you potentially have an idea of a hint at something eerie that... Um, would potentially jostle Mina awake and want to move on. I think maybe... I like the idea that maybe Mina does go to sleep for a bit. And I think the watch is pretty... Uh, I think it, the the imagery of it is this very, like, 
vast and empty space, you know? Very mm-hmm. dark without a lot going on. Um, and the only thing breaking the thin mist is uh, Russell's little lamp as they kind of like stuck it in the ground where Mina is. Mm. <clears throat> uh, kind of acting almost as a bit of a pseudo nightlight. Uh, and a few paces ahead, I think, just to give me another personal space, you know? Yeah. Uh, but just a little bit ahead, Russell's kind of, like, just wandering around a bit, just kind of trekking out what might be the fastest way through, you know? Mm-hmm. Their firefly is still not back, I think, from its initial zipping to find a spot, so maybe there's a little bit of anxiousness there. Uh, <clears throat> and I think maybe... I like the idea of there being something eerie. I like the idea that there might be this like second howl, but it seems maybe just a tiny bit closer. And Russell notices it and has this like inner conflict about, do I wake them? Do I not? And ultimately decides, like, it's not close enough for me to worry too much. And, uh, you know, it's a quick nap anyway. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Just a, maybe a little bit of denial. <laughs> And and I think as as that's happening, we we look we get a glimpse behind and see Mina kind of like tossing and turning a little bit. Um, and I would uh, like to posit a a description for something that makes someone feel lonely. Sure. Um, I I don't know if if there is a thing for Russell in this moment that you would like to project, but I think Mina is probably having a dream about her friend Elicor back home. Um, And I don't know the details of the dream, but it's something where she is sad that she had to leave her friend and, and her friend is lonely now and that makes her lonely and she's kind of sad about it. I don't know what that means in dreamscape maybe it's some other sort of disaster that is some sort of portents but she's tossing and turning and and, and kind of like mumbling and getting a yeah. little bit of sleep but it's restless yeah is there some sort of parallel with Russell at the moment or is he still just in the in the groove of the job i for russell the thing that might parallel that is his his buddy isn't back yet his friend hasn't returned uh and that might be a little a little perturbing because well because he knows that there's something here you know yeah. And maybe he was a little tre- a little upset, thinking, like, did I let my friend fly into danger, you know? Hmm. Okay. Okay. Let me take a look. Okay, then I think what is going to happen is um, that scene is kind of setting in, and then Mina starts to wake up, 
and I'm going to do something to get a token. Okay. The tokens are ways we can kind of interact with the world around us and spend them to do things and push the story forward. So I'm going to take a moment to bask in the grandeur of the world and describe it to the table. Because as Mina is, is waking up, it's probably one of those, like, not startling wake-ups, but one where you open your eyes first before kind of getting up. And through the mist, she sees another one of the, the four moons kind of just, like, moving across the sky. And she sees stars still faintly through the mist but it almost feels like they're piercing through to shed some light and she just lays there and, and looks up at them probably not even like making any mention that she's awake it's probably still just like laying there you know like if you're the first one awake at a sleepover trying to make sure nobody else has woken up yet mm-hmm and just watches the stars and, and keeps going and waiting until that moon like crests the horizon again. And I don't know, maybe it was a faster moving moon, so it's not like it takes all night, but um, when that happens, uh, she just gets up and whew, lets out a sigh and says, okay, I think, I think that was good. I, I got some good rest in and, uh, Oh, wiped the sleep out of my eyes, and I think I'm ready to go. Okay, well, we don't have... I think I've found a faster path to get you where you need to go quicker, so I think that'll work out. And is the, the Firefly back at this point, or, or are we still setting out to look for it? Look for that. I still haven't seen them yet. I hope I will soon, though. I wouldn't worry too much about it. Oh, okay. And, and we set on along our way. Now, I would like to, I guess, ask if you would like to take time or do something to get a token in some sort of way, just to, like, add that to the world... Or if you want to kind of push on and, and find a new nature, I think. What are, what are we feeling here? I think I can do the more one uh, and answer what's on his mind, and that's, you know, did I leave my friend, lead my friend into a trap? You know. Yeah. So maybe Mina asks that as as we start walking, and and how does how does she notice that? that there's something else that you're thinking about. I like the idea that Russell kind of starts humming to himself a bit. Um, mm. And, like, seems a bit off kilter. He's usually very on the spot of keeping me awake with questions. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, there might be pauses where you just kind of... <laughs> and then it's like, oh, yes, you know. Okay. Get the sense that it's very possible that, like, that music in his head is his comfort space, maybe? Yeah, so maybe then at, at one of those moments of pause, Mina chimes in and says, Well, what's 
What are you thinking about right now? I'm I'm still thinking about those stars and, and the moon. I never really took time to look at them like that before. It, they are... It's easy to get accustomed to them, I think. They're always there. And a comfortable bit of stasis in a place like this. Yeah. What's what's weighing on your mind? <sighs> I know I did the right thing in sending my friend out to find a space for you. I know I did the right thing, but at the same time, I can't shake the thought that something could have happened to them and I wasn't there to help. Hmm. Well, I'm not one to, uh, to speak for your friend, but... They seem capable enough. Uh, perhaps there's something we can do to, to call them back, a, a way to show them where we are. Maybe. Um... Would you like to stop again and, and try and uh, put something together? And she starts digging through her bag again. I think best we do it outside of this place. Mm. Okay. Then let's push on and see. They nod and just kind of start to keep going and then after a little bit <clears throat> you know uh, <clears throat> I think uh, what was I saying right there's a a sense to them that they're not giving me all the answers you know <laughs> and there's kind of like realize if they're going to trust them with that, they might as well go all the way, you know? Mm. Just kind of sigh and just start, even without asking, just kind of start telling Mina about this this myth about this, like, hapless dog in the woods, you know? Yeah. What What does that, what does that um, look like or, or feel like? Or how does that sound, I guess, after... Is there anything in particular, I guess, about this this folklore that you are bringing to light? I like the idea that it is a an internal story among among a certain sect of uh, firelights. Mm. That it's like a you know, as we tend to our spaces, we have to be aware of the things that threaten them, kind of a thing. <clears throat> yeah. So. It could be something that he heard from the last person to take care of these woods, you know? And it's mm. like... Maybe something about the stories, like, oh, you know... I was leading people through the moor outside of the woods when I heard these howls and they got progressively closer and closer, and... I can't tell you what happened next, but I remember waking back up in the woods and not finding the person I was leading. And I never found out what happened to them. Ooh. And there's just like this sense of if it gets too close, you know, uh -huh. it's impossible to know what will happen, but it's just okay. never been good. I have a potential idea on, on where to go from here in terms of natures. Okay. If if this sounds cool to you, perhaps the next nature we wander into is a farm? 
Yeah, okay. Um, and, and we can maybe twist on it a little bit, but a farm is a place where people live unremarkable lives deeply rooted in the turning of the seasons and the work that must be done. Uh, this place can describe the calm mundanity of everyday life, reveal the thin margins people live on, and ask, hey, want to help out? And give them a token if they pitch in in whatever way they can. Um, and uh, I guess to kind of play my cards a little bit as a way to ask if this is something we want to think about or, or play out. Um, the thought that I had was potentially this, this folklore, this rumor is, is about these howls and this, this feeling, but maybe the origin of them is actually a, like a kith in the world that is like a wolf or a dog who is also a firelight. Interesting. Who's, I like that. who's protecting this farm in the same way that you protect the forest. I like that. Um, that's that's kind of my framework for this, where I think we we're, we come to this farm. Um, it might like I think it might look run down at first, um, but I want to ask you what you think the first thing we notice that that tells us like oh this is a farm like. And it's a farm that is working, like it's in work, but it's like nighttime as well. Yeah. I think there are like, the things that they farm over would be insects, right? Because mm. they wouldn't have like, they wouldn't have animals out in the fields. So it would be like insects and stuff, right? I think, I think in terms of like livestock, it could be, yeah. There, there's not like a big description of, of what, uh, that whole like aspect of uh natural um <laughs> cycles of things goes on in this world i think that there are people who are meat eaters but i'm not sure where that comes from but it's kind of all just like the vague background of of stuff yeah <clears throat> i think there might be bees um Ooh. And I think, well, because it's nighttime, there's just, they're in their hives, they're asleep, you know? Yeah. But, uh, so, that doesn't really set them off as much, because they could be asleep or they could be empty. But I like the idea of that. Uh, are they like I mean, these, are they like big bumblebees? Kind of like sometimes they hint at in the book? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And I like maybe, the idea. Hmm? I was going to say, maybe their hives are kind of like like built into the ground like like large honeycombs that they can kind of like nestle in like beds so we maybe like see them poking out Ooh, i like that okay uh, i like that as an aesthetic element of peaceful livestock i think maybe we walk in and we see that um as that like howl is still echoing behind us it feels a little closer now and that shiver is still like going down our, our back. But I think as we kind of like step into this farm, it feels a little, um, a little calmer, more protective. And we see these bees and maybe we see some rows of plants like growing in this, not a large farmhouse, but like a small kind of house 
with lights on inside. Um, and I think a second aesthetic element that I like, um, as long as you are okay with it, is rusty, overgrown weapons of war. Ooh, okay. Um, and, and maybe, like, ooh, you know what would be cool? So you know how, like, when you grow tomatoes, you have, like, you stick sticks in the ground so the vines can climb up? Yeah. I think maybe for their plants, they've used these old weapons, like, as the stabilizers for the vines and the plants to grow. So you just see, like, a, like a, like a trident stuck in the ground with some tomatoes growing around it, or, or an old rusty sword with some grapes wrapped around it. Hmm. I do kind, like that. Kind of like setting the, that vibe. Yeah, I like the idea that they're, like, wandering through and... I think the thing Russell notices first, though, might be uh, a gas lamp in the window. Mm-hmm. How does this place make Russell feel? Conflicted. Both homey and a little, like, this can't be right. <clears throat> I think Russell has imagined all his life that his woods are so vast and big that, like, the idea of anyone living so close is baffling to him a bit. Yeah. So, like, I don't want to say that there's something upsetting about it, but maybe it's more like... <clears throat> Again, upsetting sounds bad. I think it's just, like, for the lack of a better word, like... Huh, how to put this? Kind of <laughs> like, like jostling. Yeah, exactly. Eye-opening. Yeah. Like, people live comfortably so close to this place that he kind of kind of felt like he exiled himself too maybe mm. okay um do we think that this um this firelight we were talking about lives in this house or like is the only person here or or do you think they are kind of like out and about right now on a little um i don't know a little walk around I think right now they might be home. Okay. I think it's I think it's very late, you know? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Do they potentially already know that we might have shown up or or like see us outside and like open the door to like help us? I think that's right. As <clears throat> they could explain why the first thing you noticed was the gas lamp, because maybe it was flickering on. Yeah. Okay, okay. I like this. Um do you want to use the mechanics of the game to build out the kith really quickly, or do you want to just, like, have a conversation about what we see this person? I think we'll just converse about it, because I think, uh, I think, I think for now. And I think okay. if, if they become bigger into it, then we can spend more time on them, I think. Okay, cool. Um, then, uh, at least for now, I'm going to, like, give a physical description. I think that as we said before, uh, this firelight is like a wolf or, or a dog um, or, or some, some other sort of canine creature. Um, and let me think about a name. What is a good name for this wolf person? I'm thinking maybe like they, V and their pronouns. Okay. For this wolf mm -hmm. and maybe their name 
as I look around my room again for random items. Maybe, like, maybe Kasich? I like that. Okay. Let me drop them in this, then, this document. And I'm thinking, like, a C... Uh, let me see. Let me think of a way to spell. V slash ver. C-A-S-I-C-K. Awesome. Is that is that a yeah. word? I think that's fine. Okay. Kasich. Um, maybe that's just all that uh, they go by right now. And yeah, what, <laughs> what, what? Other than other than that, what do you think they look like? We know, or they look like. We know um, the lantern is there. I think they're uh, very older, maybe. Uh, probably a bit even older than than you know than Russell would be. Um, I like the idea that there is this sense of similarity between the two. Like, mm. I don't want to say that they like mirror each other exactly, but there's like little details that are, you know. Is there maybe like a similar, like walking stick that has a hook for it, like I on think, the porch? I think that's, I think that'd be great. Yeah, just little things to that that signal firelight, you know? Yeah, uh-huh. and I think at the moment um, they are not speaking to us. They're um, just kind of like standing there with the lantern, just staring. Not in like an ominous way, but like a welcoming kind of way. Yeah, just like waiting and, for us to get to the to the to them. Yeah, and and gestures to the door. Do you approach, or do you let Mina approach first? I think Russell just kind of puts his, like himself first. He kind of walks up to this uh, dog, um, a wolf, and just kind of. Like, you know, has this moment of questioning, but then kind of just verbalizes up. Um, hello there. Um, uh, thank you for letting us uh, come on in. Um, and, and I think uh, Kasich just smiles. Um, you can see in their eyes kind of like pulling back a bit. And, and I guess when you think of a wolf smile, the teeth might scare a little bit but it's welcoming it's welcoming yeah yeah Um, and i think um just kind of like ushers us in like with the door and and we can see that there's some sort of warm soup or or beverage or food on the table kind of just like welcome come in and um I think they probably, I think, um, I think Kasich probably communicates in more of like sign language. Okay. Uh, so they, they just kind of like gesture and uh, I'm not sure if, uh, Russell knows, but Mina is canonically fluent in a few languages. So she at least can probably interpret if needed but i think russell knows some simple stuff because maybe that's like something that is convenient for the firelights to know 
Mm -hmm. but you know um so we we kind of at least mina at least at seeing that steps in and and just says oh um signs back oh thank you very much uh this is very generous we were getting worried out there (laughs) and and goes in to the table and and sits down does russell as well he would after a moment maybe a moment longer okay do you say anything in response, or...? No, I think for now they're quiet. Okay. Uh, let's see. Ooh, okay. I think as, as you go in and sit down, Kasich is intrigued by your Firefly friend, and... Um, they walk up and I guess kind of start communicating with the firefly. How do you how do you imagine your firefly No wait, your firefly's not here yet, is it? Unless it is. Is the Okay, then then kind of scratch all that for the moment as as we, we bring in this this brain space wave. Is your firefly already there? Or um, do you think your firefly is out with uh, with Kasich's firefly, who I have a potential other <laughs> uh, firelight that they are with? Um, I think maybe it could be that they're out with the other firefly, and maybe okay. uh, Kasich could inform that they saw them, you know? Hmm, okay. Then instead of going and, and conversing with, with your Firefly friend, case it comes up to you and, and they sign to you, Ah, your your friend is, is found. Do not worry. They should be along shortly. They kind of sigh in relief at that and just kind of use what little they remember. Like do the thank you, and then uh, just try and do like I'm relieved, you know. Yeah, and, and I think Mina pops up at that and says, "Oh, that's wonderful." Um, who we were we were hoping that, that that they would be okay. Um, oh gosh, that that's that's great, Russell. Um, do do you have a you have a firefly too? It seems. Um, that would make sense. <clears throat> they kind of seem to sit a bit more comfortably now and like for the first time maybe genuinely listening and ask like about their firefly yeah. i think they were hearing nina but i don't know if they were super engaged because their brain was elsewhere you know mm-hmm. and i think like nina may even notice this like physical sense of decompression like this jittery sense to them is very on edge is gone you know yeah it maybe was something that they thought was like just part of russell but it's like oh no that it the firefly being gone impacted them that much you know it almost like made them feel like a different person without them yeah and and in that that calmness um did 
Did you ask uh, ask Kasich about Ver Firefly? Yes. Okay. Yes. What do you uh, What do you think uh, they say about about the Firefly uh, as they're kind of like getting some more things? Maybe maybe they put like a pot of tea on or something. Yeah. I like the idea that maybe K six Firefly has been with K six since like childhood, mm. and that maybe. Kasich has kind of started to feel uh, the sense of the Firefly is like their oldest companion and they're very, uh, you know, just very pleased that as they, as they're both going into like the twilight years, if you may imagine, they're both very old. Yeah. Uh, like they're together in that, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think we see we see them open up like a cabinet next to the the small stove and, and pull out like the last two mugs that that are there and place them on the table and, and set us some tea when um Okay, let's see. I'm I'm imagining that Kasich is also caring for another child. Maybe not a child, but but another person that lives with them who is who is taking on the role of Firelight. So mm-hmm. that's why that's why the 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 Firefly Kasich's Firefly was out with this other person and and found yours. As and I think that maybe that person comes back now. Maybe, yeah. Because <clears throat> I kind of want to get, I know we're kind of like running on time here a little bit, so we can we can work towards a kind of narrative, and if if you want to push towards that, yeah. Um, but I'm thinking of maybe a way where somebody comes and asks that thing on the farm, "Hey, want to help out?" Um, yeah, I like that. But but I'm not sure what the help would be. <laughs> Like what? What on this farm, or in relation to the firelight, um, is is going to like help with something in the area? So I have a very funny thing that I almost pulled at, but I think now might be the time. Um, the moor had one last like option, which was uh, the introduction of a kid like teenager who got lost looking for their significant other. Oh. Uh, what is it specifically? A nervous teen sneaking away for their love is what it was. Uh, and I like the idea that this could all kind of come back full circle here. Yeah, full circle here. And maybe the other firelight has found this teen and is like, like, oh, you know, can you help out? Is can you help me? find this person's like significant other in the you know yeah and maybe this person's significant other is like an innkeeper maybe and and so that like when they find them they also find an inn and russell's job with mina is done they found civilization you know yeah so maybe um let's get a quick visualization of these these two people that come back um as maybe um, a wind sweeps by through through the room, that's when Kasich stands up and says, "Oh, um, they've returned." 
and mm-hmm. and like goes and opens the door and and we see maybe your fireflies like zooming up to you um, and and these two other people what do we what do we think uh, yeah I think that makes sense What do we think the uh, animal form of of Kasich's ward is? Uh, <clears throat> I'm tempted to say fox. <laughs> uh, I just went to a random animal generator, and one of the things that came up was goose. I like that. <laughs> and maybe the this this teen that got lost is a fox. Yes, that works out. And a name for this goose. I think their name is... um, I don't know. Do you you have an idea for a name? Let me find another random generator. Maybe that'll help. Finn, maybe? Or Callie? I like Callie. Okay. <clears throat> Callie, this this goose. And um, we see an older firefly as well coming coming forward and and this fox. Um, what what do you do you have an idea for a name and pronouns for this fox? Um I'm sure actually. I can think of a name. Um I like Iris, maybe. <clears throat> okay. Iris. Uh, and let's go... He, him pronouns? Sure. And... Uh, Callie comes up, and I think... Do you think they already know who you are because of your Firefly? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> How do you think this scene goes? We we can we can kind of I guess push it push it forward to to wrap it up to like an ending view of maybe us like walking out of this farm into into the dark, but what's some a little bit of narratization here? I like the idea that the firefly returns with the other firefly like right next to it. <clears throat> and uh what I was thinking is maybe this older firefly might know, like, some valley where a bunch of fireflies come from, and that could be where their friend lives, too, or is from, too. Yeah. And because this firefly's older, is like, able to point out the space, you know? Yeah, I like that. So they were discussing, <laughs> in their own fireflyish way, like, that kind of topic. And when they return, Russell is, like immediately filled in on this uh i think maybe iris was a little embarrassed about getting lost you know yeah but uh i think there's this like bit of an awkward moment where these three firelights are like what do we like hmm (laughs) (laughs) what do we do here And, and maybe that's a point where where mina maybe iris is like awkwardly like nervously like pulling at the hem of a skirt or something and and mina Mm -hmm. goes up to him and says 
Well, it, it's okay. Um, you know, I get lost all the time, but we can always find our way back. Um, I'm headed that way anyway. Uh, maybe, maybe I can help. Hmm. That seems like a good plan. I was going to take you to a place to stay, but if this... I think maybe around here is when Iris mentions the the inn, you know? Yeah. And it's just kind of like, Russell just has this moment of, oh, wait a second. <laughs> so <kind> of out. <clears throat> that sounds good. <laughs> yeah, this all kind of clicks together pretty well. Uh, maybe uh, Russell like turns to Kasich and the other and just says like, if you'd like to get some rest, I'm more than happy to finish this out with my friend here. Um, <clears throat> unless you'd like to come, in which case you're welcome. <laughs> and I think Callie, who who is probably pretty energetic, um, juxtaposed to Kasich being this older firelight, um, kind of like picks up their staff and just goes, oh, that would be wonderful. Um, I've got a few more duties to uh, to pick up around here, but... If, if you got this, then that takes like, one extra thing off my hand. And then, like, they go to Iris and, like, now be careful next time, okay? If you're going to come back out here, come see this farm first and I will help you. Russell nods and just goes, and once you leave the. And once you've passed the, for, the farm into the woods, I can show you the way. <clears throat> Interesting that we have the whole this whole region seemingly mapped out, huh? <laughs> I thought I was alone, but apparently there were two more of you that I didn't know about. <laughs> and uh, if uh, you are okay with that, I think Callie kind of, if you are okay with it, I think Callie kind of like pats you on the back and says, wonderful, it's great to meet a fellow friend. No, I think they accept it, but then just kind of do that thing of them like, yes, yes, sure. You know, they're like, moving a bit quick there, buddy. But <laughs> <laughs> And... Is that maybe like a, a frame or a scene that we close curtain on? Yeah, and maybe like that final image of Russell leading these two who are probably chattering with each other now. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and leaving Russell with the firefly in the sense of like, ah, you know, back to how it should be. Yes, <laughs> and, I like yeah. that a lot. All right. Wow. Okay. That was that was really cool. I'm I, I thank you for kind of like running with that idea I had about about the the other wolf, the noise. Oh, I, that I enjoyed it. I think it ended up working out really well. Perhaps what was an eerie folklore is just another <laughs> firelight yeah. across the moor. But she. Russell's probably a little embarrassed internally that he never, like, met them, but at the same time, it's like, I do, I do keep to myself. This, <laughs> this I kind of had this one coming. <laughs> I like that a lot. Um, are there any last, like, comments or, or, or visuals you want to get in there, or, or just kind of, like, what you thought about the journey, that journey as a whole? I thought it was really nice. I was surprised at the amount of Kith who showed up at the end, because I, I had, I think the Russell in me was just kind of like, oh, more people, oh man. 
me too. I think I I, I, I go back a, and forth with how many kith I I would like to add. But. It worked out though. I think it. I think it all for this case worked out very well, and uh, I think Russell. <clears throat> I don't know. I think Russell would. I think he's very happy with how the the night worked out for them. I'm glad, and maybe now he'll have a potential friend across the across the way. Yeah, uh, I think I think honestly, hilariously, I think Kasich might be the person they want to connect with more because they're equal quiet level. <laughs> not that they would, not they would, not that they wouldn't try and talk with Callie or anything like that. But I think like long term, those two would probably get along better. Yeah. Well, I'm sure they would invite you over for more tea anytime. Yeah. And now there's this whole little patch of uh, space that has these three firelights working together instead of separate and spooking each other. <laughs> yes, indeed. So many people will be able to travel at ease now. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well... Thank you so much for for playing this game with me and, and taking this time, B. It was it was so much fun. I, I love the story that we've written. I do too. It was a very good time. I know that you've got to get going to, to do all those great things that you do. But for listeners, uh, why don't you tell people where they might be able to find you on the internet and yes. give a little shill about the awesome stuff that you do. Well, uh, <clears throat> I make the TTRPG World of Wildervere, uh, at Wildervere on Twitter. We have a Discord server where we have uh, an amazing amount of people who love telling stories. And we're coming up on our anniversary in the end of June, so really exciting time for me. Um, uh, that's usually where I'm majorly in. Some other little communities I part of that I would like to shout out are uh, uh, my friends also making an indie game called Clara Fantasia. I hang out with that crew a lot. Uh, this is this one's not really this one's not really a public one, but it's one I love to tell people because I think it's lovely and amazing. Is there's a server I'm in called the Secret Society, and it is. There are some amazing people in it. Uh, Evie, Birazi, uh, Sweet Rosie. In case you can't get it, the the thing is, everyone on this server is named B. <laughs> I love <clears throat> that. Uh, everyone in there is B. Uh, and we, we, there's not like a specific purpose for this server. We just hang out and say hi to one another. And revel in the fact that we're all named B. It's the goodest purposes ever. And uh, it's amazing. We have, like, I'm shocked that there's 10 people in the server. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> but I love it. I love it. And we, it's a cool little thing. Um, but yeah, Wilderbeer is kind of where I'm at right now. Uh, I think outside of that, that's kind of it for me. 
All right. Um, and for the listeners who do want to check out all that cool stuff, I will have some links in the episode description uh, to the stuff to the stuff that's not a secret. <laughs> yes. Um, but uh, as well as that, if you do like the show, uh, thank you so much for listening, oh, listeners. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter too. Uh, that's in the episode description. The Two's Company podcast is what this Left Foot Forward series is hosted on. And uh, me, I am partially on Twitter as well. I am one of your GM slash hosts, Daisy. Uh, that will also be in the episode description. If you did like the show, I would love it if you did some wonderful things like give us a rating and review and stars on your podcatcher, pocket cast, whatever. I think that's actually a podcatcher, but whatever app you use, um, that would be super nice. I like to hear wonderful words. You can always shout us out. I'm happy to hear people who are happy to hear stories. But... Yeah, until next time, travelers. Bye. See you all later. Yeah, I'm... <laughs> That's good.